program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April J. Ford. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm your host, April J. Ford. I'm excited about our episode today on living on purpose and determining your life path number with my guest, Dan Millman. First, before I bring him on, I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity that they are not alone. Loneliness has been an overriding theme of my life and the challenge I've had to overcome. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. Did you know that there are golden blessings to be discovered even when life throws you a curveball? Being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and single parent at only 32 years old, I created a formula in four steps on how to create a blueprint to rise above life's challenges. These four steps are recognize, respond, reevaluate, and rebalance. First, recognize the rubble that are barriers and roadblocks to your success, fulfillment, joy, happiness, and healing. Two, respond by curating a recovery plan. This is your blueprint and roadmap to break through those barriers. I encourage you to take a small step. It's better to take a small step even in the wrong the wrong direction than nothing at all. At least you'll have a reference point on where you want to go and where you don't want to be. Three, reevaluate the plan as you rebuild. Even the best plans have hiccups along the way. Fourth, rebalance the relationships that bring meaning and value to your life. You can have all the power, positions, and possessions in life, but at the end of the day, it's all about the relationships. And ask yourself the same question. Who do I bring meaning and value to? And to be able to answer this, you have to have a mindset and thought process that is positive and progressive with yourself. Now, this blueprint guides you on finding who you are and how to handle these challenges, and it doesn't even have to be as extreme as mine. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. I believe in taking a holistic approach on implementing the four steps, so this show will bring on expert guests focused on empowerment. There's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America. Now, on with today's show with Dan Millman, a former world champion gymnast, Stanford University coach, martial arts instructor, and Oberlin College professor. He's the author of 16 books published in 29 languages. His best-known work, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, was adapted to film and released by Universal Pictures in 2007. 
Dan's seminars and trainings have influenced people from all walks of life, including leaders in the field of health, psychology, education, business, politics, sports, and the arts. Welcome, Dan, to You Are Not Alone. Well, thank you, April. I appreciate it. Wow. What do you have going? I mean, after 16 books, are you working on number 17 now? At the very moment, I am the third and final book in what I call the Peaceful Warrior Trilogy. It's going to be called The Hidden School, but that's all I'll say about it right now. Uh-oh. Are you going to give us a hint on the timeline? On when oh, I, hope, I hope it'll be published sometime next year. I hope to finish a draft by the end of this year. Okay. Wow. Can't wait. Okay. Well, stay tuned and plugged in for that. Now, let's, you know, I, I've been fond of your work. You know, we have a few of your books here from The Four Purposes of Life, and I also have the um, app that I've downloaded on my iPhone for it, Living on Perf- Purpose, of course, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. But let's just ask the overview um, denominator or the question that people have when they go through this journey called life. When do you think that people seek to find their purpose? Is it just when, you know, life throws them a challenging event or when they've gotten into the maybe mundane board routine of, of life? You know, I think it can be either one. You raise a good point. Normally we think it has to be some big crisis and that can shake you up and I'm pointing upward right now. Um, so often uh, some kind of adversity we have to deal with, it, it, it shakes our normal foundations and we begin to look up and around. That happened to me uh, as depicted in The Way of the Peaceful Warrior and the movie based on that book mm-hmm. where my leg was shattered in many pieces in a motorcycle crash. And I, I began to ask bigger questions about life at that point. I don't recommend fractures as a method of personal development. <laughs> right. <laughs> but often there is some, some adversity, as you were pointing out in your introduction, that can make us stronger and wiser and give us more perspective on what's really important in life. So you do raise some, some important points there. And sometimes it's just in a certain, what is life about? You know, it's the same today as it was yesterday. And we start to say, is there a bigger picture here? And, you know, what I used to believe, and it made a lot of sense, and I communicated that idea in, uh, in the book, and then it was communicated in the movie, too, that what we're really looking for, whether we think it's a new relationship or more money or a new car, a house, better situation, all those things seem to promise one thing, the happiness, the common denominator. And so I thought that's what we really want in life. But when I thought about that more deeply over the years, over decades, um, it seemed to me that the, the end point of human evolution isn't just walking around with a big smile on our face all the time. In fact, if we were happy all the time, how would we even know it? There's mm-hmm. no comparison. Uh, There's a reference, right. Exactly. So I began to, to understand that what, most of us are really looking for at the deepest level is a sense of meaning and purpose and connection, that our lives count for something. And a connection to ourselves, to other people, and also to maybe the transcendent, the bigger picture, um, to make our life more of a, a sacred journey or spiritual journey rather than what is apparently mundane day-to-day activities. So that's what led me uh, after probably my... 15th or 16th book to write the four purposes of life, which puts it all in context. And even you mentioned the birth numbers, the life path. That is the third purpose in that little book, the four purposes of life. Yeah. And we'll share with the audience um, um, the system that you've shared in that book and the app 
um, in just a few moments. I can't wait to get in, get into that, and I even give you permission to put me on the hot seat about my my number. <laughs> That'll sure. be exciting. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think you brought up a good point about, you know, first we think that we're in the pursuit of happiness, but really it's fulfillment, right? If you were to sum up the three words of meaning, purpose, and connection, that's really fulfillment of what we're trying to obtain. Agreed. I think that's a much better word, a much deeper word. Okay. Now let's talk about the four pillars. I mean, let's talk about the journey of the four pillars that you explain or the four purposes. Um, I describe it as pillars, but you go through stages and phases of learning life's lesson, and then you find your career and calling, and then you go through this life path and then arising to the, the moment. Can you explain each phase? Well, yes, I, I'd love to do that. Um, I, I find it meaningful and fulfilling to share this. So let me say, in the four purposes of life, this is probably one of the best books to read early on. If somebody likes my work, they say, I want to read a number of Dan's books. After Way of the Peaceful Warrior or Wisdom of the Peaceful Warrior, which is a companion book to that original, this is a good one to provide a map, a context of all the, you know, the different books I found necessary to write. They say, if, um, you know, you teach what you need to learn, I must have needed to learn a lot. <laughs> because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't, I've never written a book just to get another book out there. It's always had to call out to me and justify itself. In the four purposes of life, um, I want to acknowledge it's a model. It's simply a model of reality. I'm not telling anyone life has four purposes and that's it. Right, In fact, right. one, one friend came to me and said, Dan, I know the purpose of life. I don't need to read your book. The purpose of life is learning to love. Whatever the question, love is the answer. Well, you know, that sounded really good to me. I couldn't argue with that. That's a very good purpose. Another friend said, well, what about enlightenment, awakening, you know, our spiritual journey here? Well, I couldn't argue with that either. That's another excellent purpose. Another friend said, well, that's philosophy. He said, how about our biological purpose is to reproduce and keep the species going? <laughs> so also, we have a lot of purposes. <laughs> <laughs> a very good purpose. And so, and yet, and yet, in terms of making different models to help organize our reality, by looking at our lives, just as we look at the points on the compass in four primary directions, and we look at the, uh, the days of the year, we divide them into four primary seasons. By looking at our lives through the four purposes you went through briefly before, um, learning life's lessons. The second, again, finding our career and calling and understanding the difference between the two. The third, well, I'm sure we'll have a chance to get into, which is about finding our life path. It's like a hidden calling, an inner drive we're here to do. Most of us, we remain very hazy about it most of our lives. And I show a way to clarify that. And then the fourth purpose may be the most important of all, which is our purpose arising right in front of us right now in each arising moment. So that's a quick summary. But someone listening, it's just a lot of words, you know. Um, but what does it really mean? How is it different? For example, when I go through the first purpose and say, oh, we're here to learn life's lessons, nobody is probably slapping their forehead going, who knew? <laughs> because we, we all know we learn from our life experience. We're wiser now than we were, say, as teenagers or children. Um, and yet there's much more to it because what I'm actually proposing when I say we're here to learn life's lessons is, first of all, I'm proposing that the earth is a perfect school, a divine school, and daily life is our classroom. Uh, and what I mean by that 
is a man came up to me once, and he said, Dan, I've read your you know, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, and he said, I- I'm really interested now in spiritual practice, but how can I make the time? I've got a wife, three children, a full-time job. He came to understand that his wife, his children, and his full-time job were his primary spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. They Those are will- just elements of it. Well, they, mm-hmm. they will develop more than sitting in a cave and meditating. I know, because I've done both. <laughs> right, um, same here. <laughs> so rather than looking elsewhere for uh, spirituality, it's right here, right now, in front of us. I don't even know what that word means anymore. Everywhere I look, I see spirit manifesting as all this. So learning to, rather than avoid difficulties, to kind of embrace what we meet each day, do our best with it, that is part of learning life's lessons. Um, But actually, um, what I'm saying when I say Earth is a Perfect School is no one actually needs to read my books or any other books or attend seminars in order to evolve as a human being. People were evolving before books and seminars. Right. um, right. Because daily life is guaranteed to teach us over time exactly what we need to grow as a human being. In fact, uh, most of us have noticed I know I'm going on a bit, but I'll stop at a moment. Most of us have noticed that um, lessons repeat themselves until we learn them. Have you noticed that one? I know. Oh, I yeah, yeah. And if we don't learn easy lessons, they get... You learn the hard lessons. ones. Exactly. So by noticing that, we start to treat life as a school, and we realize there is no such thing as failure um, as long as we learn from it. That's the whole point. It's not, the, it's not the icing on the cake. It's the cake. It's the point. We're here to learn these lessons, evolve, grow, shift. How do we know we learn something? One of two ways. We either change our actions and our behaviors, or we have expanded perspectives. So people ask me, well, Dan, why do you write books and teach seminars if you don't need those? Well, actually, a good book or seminar can give us a set of lenses to see life more clearly and see ourselves more clearly, and, and that's why I teach. Right, and it's basically intended to enhance or clarify just greater knowledge, right? Like I said, none of us, none of this existed thousands of years ago, but it's just to enhance our growth and to clarify our our evolution and development. Exactly, exactly. So let's do this, Dan. uh, Um, Since we're getting into the four areas and you're doing a great job of simplifying each explanation, let's go ahead and take a commercial break. And when we come back, I'd like for you to continue on with what does it mean to find your career and calling and then, you know, the life path, which is our inner drive, like you mentioned, and then attending to the rising moment. Let's go ahead and take our commercial break before you get into the other um, four purposes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to rise above life's challenges with grace, gratitude, love, and joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. 
who we are inside, and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. Change happens. It doesn't just happen to us, it happens through us. On The Art of Transformation, host Mara Evenstar helps you become the artist of your own transformation. Learn to work with natural patterns, work with change rather than against it. Mara and her guests will bring fresh perspectives and new ways to apply the art of transformation to yourself, your community, and our world. Be sure to listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Did you know there are close to 50 loss events that can produce the wide range of emotions we call grief? Grief is a normal and natural response to loss. We all experience loss in life. Often, when we do, people tell us we have to let it go and move on. But how do you do this? Especially when you don't know where to start. Listen to 50 Shades of Grief with host Melody Dawn. Live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we can get through grief. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofya.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. I'm your host, April J. Ford, here on You're Not Alone. Our guest today is Dan Millman. His best-known work, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, was adapted to film and released by Universal Pictures in 2007. And just before the break, Dan was explaining the four purposes of life. And the first one is learning life's lessons here on Earth. And the next phase we transition to is finding your career and calling and then developing into discovering your life path, your inner drive. And then the other is attending to the arising moment. So I'll let Dan take over the floor again with his explanation of what each phase really means. Go ahead, Dan. Sure. Let's, uh, as you said, move on to the next purpose, which has to do with career and calling. Now, what I call career and calling, one could also translate to vocation and avocation. In other words, um, a hobby, something we love to do in our discretionary time. So a career, whether we call it a job, employment, uh, whatever, full-time or part-time, a career is about earning an income, basic human drive. Ever since humans were interacting on the planet, people traded goods and services. And so it's very basic to us, We, unless we're independently wealthy. And even if we are, most people like to do something meaningful with their day to connect with other people. So our career for most people is a way to earn an income. It may 
have other benefits. We may enjoy the people we work with. We may find it meaningful and so on. But if we weren't making any money at it, we'd probably have to find something else. So that's what I refer to as a career. Now, a calling or an avocation can range, in my view, from anything from a hobby, something we just like to do in our spare time, to a higher calling, to join the clergy or the military or another form of service, a Peace Corps. Um, it can be playing guitar. Um, it can be anything that we just don't even know why, but we just really like doing it, a sport, for example, or a hobby, musical uh, passion. So this is your passion, right? It's kind of like a passion. Now, that passion may or may not make us any money. It doesn't have to be. It's just something we love doing. Sometimes our career and calling combine, they merge into one. Uh, that's true in my case. It happens to be, I love it. Now, right. how, do you know, how do you know if your career is also a calling? Easy. If you won the lottery, would you keep doing it? And, if, and mm-hmm. if you would, then it's a calling. If you wouldn't, if you'd quit right away, then probably <laughs> it's, it's a career, it's a job. Um, so the, the, point, uh, the reason I differentiate these two things is many people confuse them. When we're told things like, do what you love and the money will follow, or find what you love and get someone to pay you for it, or follow your heart, follow your passion, that's all fine to follow your calling. doesn't mean you're necessarily going to make a living doing it. So there are young, starving artists who say, I can't sell out. I've got to continue practicing my guitar all day. Meanwhile, they're living in their parents' basement mm-hmm. um, and so on uh, at 35 uh, because they just want to do their calling, but they haven't gotten really the idea, you know, you need to make a living. Or an income, more right. independent. Exactly. So they stay starving artists. So it's a good idea for them to have a day job as well and then in their discretionary time pursue their calling. Also what happens there are people, male and female, who are so, uh, they only find meaning and justification in spending their time on their career. And they spend less time with their family and the joys of family. They spend less time at a hobby because they can't justify it. It doesn't earn the money. So they're lacking something too. So it's important to have both in our lives, to find that balance, to have a full, as you say, a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I mean by career and calling. The only other thing I'll say about that topic, of course, it's covered in more in detail in the, in the little book, The Four Purposes of Life. The only thing I want to say more is um, it's self-knowledge is so critical to finding our career. Because many people, their search is, what's the right work for me? Some people search for a soul mate. Other people search for a soul job. It's like, what is the best work I can do? Uh, and it takes time. You know, there's a, a phase in life called the trying 20s, because in our 20s, as you may recall, um, we try this, then we try that, then we try that, right. trying to monetize Figure our talent, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think the key is self-knowledge, knowing specifically what are my talents, what are my interests, and what are my values. When we find something that matches all three, we found a really suitable um, job for us. We don't have to love our work, but we have to find it suitable and meaningful enough to spend our time on, not just for a check. If, if it's only for the money, that's like doing sports, only to get some trophies. We mm-hmm. miss the point. Right, right. So, so that would be a good yeah. way, right? Like if people are trying to figure out how to merge both your career and your calling, it's really getting to know who you are. Like you said, your strengths, your weakness, your interests, and the values um, that you uphold um, your life to. Well, yeah. And if we don't know ourselves, we can choose 
the right job for the wrong the right, person, right. the one we thought mm-hmm. we were. And that happens with uh, getting married really young, too. Often people grow and they say, hmm, I wasn't the person I thought I was. Right. So this is part of our growing and uh, life experience. It can't be rushed. Often most of us who are you know, in our 30s or 40s uh, realize it took maybe 10 years to settle into the work we really like and want to do. And it can take more than 10 years after college graduation. So we have to be patient, do the, you know, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince or princess, you know, that sort of thing. So sometimes we have to find out what we don't want to do before we find out what is really suitable for us. Exactly. Okay. Now let's save the third one, discover your life path later on when you put me on the hot seat and you know, I had a question from somebody who is dealing with, you know, loneliness and loss, and it, or it could be anybody, you know, dealing with a big adversity in life. What impact do you think it will have uh, on their moment of tragedy to find or know their purpose? You know, maybe they're just at a point in their life where they feel hopeless. Does that tie into the arising moment that you mentioned earlier? Well, this is quite um, a challenging question you ask um, because as we all know I'm not telling you know all I do is remind people of what they know at deeper levels but we tend to forget so I'm going to offer the reminder that emotions <clears throat> are the weather patterns of the body they change all the time if someone says to me I've been angry for 10 years I beg to differ um, even someone uh, in the midst of grieving the, love, uh, the loss of a loved one if they're doing the dishes and they drop a dish and they reach to catch it before it breaks, for that moment they've forgotten to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, life is a series of moments. Uh, we have, uh, I've, you know, we have enlightened moments and less enlightened moments. I've never met, for example, a neurotic person. I've only met people who have more neurotic moments. But sometimes they forget to be neurotic and they function quite well. I've never met an intelligent person. I've only met people who have more intelligent moments. Moments, right. So uh, the thing for us to do is recognize these moments pass. And if we wrote down how we're feeling um, every 20 minutes, let's say, uh, like our watch beeped, we would notice our feelings are changing all the time. We're a little excited. We're sort of neutral, kind of sad. And when things happen, when our circumstances are such, we can feel something for a little longer. It can be our default mode for a while. And, you know, just as some countries in the world, April, like the Nordic countries, have more cloud cover, um, some people have more cloud cover, and they tend to be a little bit more melancholic um, and sadder than others. Abraham Lincoln was um, melancholic, but he managed to get quite a few good things done. So... The approach to life that I recommend is that we focus more on what we have more control over to, f- to find more fulfillment in life rather than let these changing emotions drive our behaviors. It's possible to feel shy and walk up to someone and ask them if they'd like to go out for coffee. It's possible to be afraid of groups and still stand up before an audience and speak. It's not easy to do, of course. But we can't let every passing, changing feeling uh, drive our life or every emotional impulse. Right. So sometimes right. I feel lonely. Uh, I felt all sorts of things. But the, uh, there was a man named Morita, a sage in Japan, who once recommended three guidelines for living wisely and well. First, 
is to accept your thoughts and feelings, whatever is coming up, as natural to you in the moment. By accepting, I don't mean trying to fix, change, run from, hide from, or, or, or follow. Just accept them as passing emotions. They will pass unless we keep re-stimulating them. Right. So basically you're acknowledging them. You're recognizing your feelings. Absolutely. You're not denying them, repressing them, or anything. Mm -hmm. You're just accepting, this is how I feel. Sometimes I feel happier. Sometimes I feel sadder. Feelings do change quite naturally. Uh, And the second guideline is to ask yourself, what needs doing now? What is my goal or my aim? What would I like to accomplish? And there's always something in the moment. What, again, this is, we're talking about that fourth purpose. What is our purpose in the arising moment? And then, once we see that, it's doing what we need to do, even a small step, uh, in order to accomplish that. It's in line with our purpose. It's very respectful of the individual. So, in other words, I recommend to people that it's good to dream big, but start small. Just get your foot in the door. Make one positive gesture. You want to exercise more? Do a jumping jack. Or just go for a brief walk around the house or around the block. Right. Don't start with a marathon. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I can't fix someone if they say, I'm feeling really lonely or down. You know, again, we all feel that at different circumstances and times in our lives. But there may be something we can change in our environment, step by step, where we begin to feel less lonely. You know, a man came up to me once and said, I feel really lonely. It was like a counseling session. And he said, I feel so lonely. And I said, all right, I'm going to give you. And I I said, why don't you ask someone out to go out with you? And he said, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. They They might say no. And then what? And I said, all right, I'm giving you an assignment for next week. I want you to come back and report five rejections. That's your job. I want you to get five rejections of people who turn you down. Well, he came back a week later, and he looked kind of down. And I said, what's the matter? He said, I I failed. I failed the assignment. I said, what do you mean? He said, two of them said yes. (laughs) So the, (laughs) the point is, um, if we're feeling lonely, that's... See, emotions have information. We can learn from our emotions. If every time I'm around a particular person, I'm feeling depressed or angry, maybe there's something I need to say or do. Mm-hmm, or make right. a change. Mm-hmm. And if we're feeling lonely, that's a signal. Maybe there's something in our life we need to do differently. So what I'm suggesting is our lives are shaped more by what we do from moment to moment than what feelings or thoughts happen to be passing through our minds or hearts. Right. And what was the third one? She said, first, accept the feelings, and then two, ask yourself at the moment, what are you aiming for? And three, do whatever needs to be done in line with your feelings. Sorry, in line with your goal. Okay. Not with your feelings. See, when we're told to trust our feelings, we've all heard that phrase. We're not being told to trust every emotional, changing emotional impulse we may feel. That could be a chaotic life. Yeah. That's like a yeah. soap opera. But yeah. no, what we're being told... That's an told, emotional roller coaster. Exactly. But it's, we're being told to trust the, the deepest whispers of our heart, our deepest intuition. Now, how do we know the difference? If we're feeling an intuitive urging or if we're feeling an emotional impulse, there's a very good way to do that. Give it a few days. Do nothing. Wait. After a few days, if it was an emotional impulse, it's, it's passed. It's gone. We've all experienced that. But if it's something really deep inside of us, it's going to stay with us. It's going to persist or even get stronger over time. Great. And let, before we go on our next commercial breakdown, you just um, triggered a memory within me. In your book, 
called Living on Purpose, Straight Answers to Life's Tough Questions. I flagged one of my favorite pages here since we're talking about, you know, what do you do moment by moment? And it's called Timing. It says, Timing is everything. Right action at the wrong time serves no useful purpose. Stillness can be the most powerful action of all, just as action can reflect courage. Waiting can reflect wisdom. But if it if, but if we wait until we have permission, until we feel more motivated, until it gets easier, until fear vanishes or hell freezes over, we may miss the chance to act at all. If we wait for the perfect moment to come alive, we may discover that we never really lived at all. So I love that from your Living on Purpose. Thank um, you. And, and if I, if, by the way, I can give your listeners a heads up if they happen to hear this uh, in the next few days. I don't know if they will. Otherwise, you can edit it. But um, just this morning, I posted on Facebook. Uh, uh, my publisher asked me to mention a, a five-day super sale where uh, you can get the ebook Living on Purpose, or 19 other books by different people um, for 99 cents. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so pe- people can just go to my Facebook page, just search for Dan Millman Facebook um, and um, or sign up for my Twitter. They can see it there, um, and yeah, they can just uh, get that. There's a special okay. link. We'll make sure our listeners get to your Facebook page to get those downloads. So let's go ahead and take our commercial break. And when we come back, I am giving you Dan permission to put me on the hot seat to explain what is it um, about the finding your life path number, and I will share with everybody what. Mine is, so that will be exciting after the break. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you good at leading yourself? In order to be more effective leaders in business, as managers, or in any organization, you've got to start by being good at self-leadership. On Leadership Takeoff, host Mo Glenner and his guests bring you the tools to help you lead yourself and your team to truly become the pilot in command. You need to tune in to Leadership Takeoff, live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Because the sky is not the limit. It's only the beginning. Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. We're back. I'm April J. Ford. We're speaking with Dan Millman today from the Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Just before the break, he was talking about one of our purposes in life is attending to the arising moment. So at this point in time, I want him to talk about discovering our life path number. And if you haven't read his book yet, The Four Purposes of Life, and I believe it's also mentioned in his other book, The Life That You Were Born to Live, there's also a app out there that you could download on, I believe it's for your iPhone as well as your Android. It's a life purpose system where basically you can aid in determining, you know, one's life path before, you know, I'll have Dan explain to you guys what it is and where it came from, but just you know, just Dan, we can put a disclaimer out there that really this doesn't define you as a person or it limits your choices. It's basically, like we said previously in the other segment, it's really intended to enhance and clarify your means of greater self-knowledge. Is that correct? Exactly. Every tradition agrees. Know thyself. And this is a lens, a tool. Uh, and there are many tools out there, the MMPI, you know, the psychology test. Some people study the Enneagram system. I I was trained many, uh, actually decades ago, to um, be able to read someone's face, a photograph of their face, to read which uh, personality type they are. But that's a whole other system. There are a number of them. But this one is the most useful, practical, accurate I've found. And if I could just offer two quick notes before we get into it. One, one, um, I know you invited listeners to call in, and, and I should let them know I love responding to questions. So no one should be shy. There's no bad question. If anyone does want to call into your program, I'd love to say hello to them. Um, and the other thing is, let me invite your listeners to, if, they're, if they have an Android phone or an iPhone or if they're near their computer, not driving, um, but to go to my website, PeacefulWarrior.com. And the reason they go to that homepage is they'll see a life purpose link right there. And they can click on that link. And it'll take them right to the life purpose calculator. And it's free. And then they just put in their date of birth. I know that sounds odd, but they put in their date of birth, month, day, and year. And they will immediately see a a paragraph, just a taste, a sample, um, to give them a flavor for their own life path. Uh, the number doesn't mean as much until you study the system, but it gives them some uh, about a paragraph of information that homes in on the core elements, uh, the core issues of their life, strengths, some hurdles to overcome, and it, and it just lends a glimpse. And as you say, there's an app called the Life Purpose App that uh, has all the contents pretty much of my yeah, big book. Yeah, it is. It's pretty, the, the pretty life thorough. You were born, mm-hmm. The Life You Were Born to Live. That book deals with this system, the life purpose system that allows people to better understand and their life. Now, how did I learn this? Uh, first of all, I've never been that interested in numerology. It, it always seemed a little vague to me, just personally. Uh, and I had no understanding how some of the date of birth and adding up the numbers could possibly give valid, reliable, accurate information about their, the core issues of their life. But I met a rather unusual mentor 
as I explain in the Four Purposes of Life, um, who did a reading for me, and it literally changed the course of my life. I wasn't teaching uh, the material I do now until I met this person. I stepped forward into life after learning some things that crystallized elements of my life I hadn't fully appreciated. So it really made such an impact on me when I had a chance to learn this system. A group of small people studied with him. Um, he has since passed on, but I'm, uh, I decided eight years later after working with many, many people to write the book, The Life You Were Born to Live. Oh, are you referring to your mentor, Socrates? No, not that mentor. Oh, okay. uh, that wasn't the man I learned it from. I, I've studied with other mentors as well. I'll be writing about that in a future book. Okay, okay. But, so uh, where, where did it originate it, from? Where, where did the system originate it, from? You know, it's hard to know. Uh, it's very ancient. I mean, there are Chinese systems of numerology and Hebrew and Aztec. Many cultures, ancient and a little more modern, have devised these, these systems trying to understand if there are correlations. I mean, even astrology, you know, how do, how do we connect up with the larger cosmos? So it's a system that may not make sense to someone who's really empirically minded, and I'm a big believer in the scientific method, but I do know from working with a system, people are usually blown away by, wow, how could you know this? This is really mm -hmm. accurate stuff. <laughs> so that, that's sort of an introduction to the third purpose of life in my little book, uh, dealing with our, our hidden calling, um, that our life path, let's say. Okay. So for me, since, you know, I was born on April Fool's Day and I looked at your app and also your book, the number that it comes up with is three zero slash and then three. So what does that mean? If you could give our listeners an explanation of what that number means since they're going to have their own number. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, Pythagoras, we've heard of Pythagoras in terms of geometry. He was mm -hmm. known as the founder theorem. of geometry. Right. But, he, but he also had a mystery school. And he was the first to ask, what do numbers mean? Is there something uh, from the numbers 1 through 9 and 0, those primary digits, is there something about them that means the same thing in every human psyche all over the world? And we think of one, if we were to free associate and go one, what, what does one mean? Well, it's number one. It's the beginning. It's the first number. Uh, it's like the creative seed. And one has a lot to do with creative energy. Um, the, the thing is, what, what we're here to do is not necessarily what comes easiest. It's like the mountain we're here to climb. So we may have special challenges in, on our life path that other people don't. So I don't have uh, one in my birth number. Does that mean I can't be creative? No, I can no. be quite creative. Right. But it means I don't have issues with creativity. I don't struggle with it in the same way. So each number means something different, and I'm not even going to begin to try to explain what every number means here, but it's in the Life Purpose app. They can look it up on at PeacefulWarrior.com and their Life Purpose number. But let's just as an example, as you say, you invited me to look at your birth number, which is 30-3. Now, what that number means, we simply added up each digit of your date of birth, day, month, and year, and it added up to 30. And 3 plus 0 equals 3. So your life path is written 3-0 with a slash and then another 3. So on your life path... We know that we see double three, and that's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's a lot of three energy, and we have a zero. 
Now, let's deal with the zero. Not everybody has a zero in their life path number. If you have a zero, it means you have certain qualities or gifts, April, that other people may have as well, but not in as much potential. And the gift, for, in your case, uh, is a gift of expression and also a gift of um, uh, emotional, intu- uh, intuitive sensitivity. In other words, uh, you can be really kind of clairvoyant, very intuitive. If you were to say, Dan, I have a feeling about this, I would listen. Mm-hmm. So, but on the other hand, the three, uh, as much expressive energy, see, three is about expression, a drive to express yourself or to help others express themselves. And look, a radio host, how about that? <laughs> or writing, would writing fit the Oh, writing, model? absolutely. It can be music, acting, uh, other arts, drawing, and certainly writing is a clear form of self-expression, uh, journaling, so that you'll feel much more fulfilled when and on a roll when you're expressing uh, emotionally expressing um, and bringing other people to that sense of emotional expression um, and if you're if you're stifled then you can kind of go into a funk because threes are sensitive they're sensitive souls in the positive and the negative the positive part is you can really tune into other people you have that sensitivity you can really pay attention mm-hmm. uh, but the negative part is you're very sensitive to criticism so it's like, oh, you know. Oh, I think some somebody's are, out there listening now. They're shaking their head. <laughs> That's April. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it gives us a, a sense of humor, a, a non-seriousness. Uh, we start to see ourselves more objectively and pat ourselves on the back. The whole purpose of this system is to help us be more compassionate about ourselves and about other people because we all have different talents and challenges in our lives. So self-doubt is a big thing to overcome for anybody who's a 303. Sometimes they can act very confident, but uh, there's that self-doubt. You know, you try something new and you hit a little bump in the road and you go, oh, I don't know if I'm up for this. You know, I don't. Sometimes you think I can do anything and then the coin flips over and you go, what was I thinking? You know, so that's, that's the, the three has its strengths, very expressive gifts in that area and um, also in, uh, highly intuitive um, but also you, that's one of the hurdles you're here to overcome. We, each of us has hurdles to overcome on our life path. So that gives you a flavor for wow. how we kind of summarize um, the, the, yeah, that's what pretty I mean accurate. I mean, I, I can say um, yeah, you've basically hit it spot on uh, as far as my strengths and my weakness for anybody out there listening. You might want to check out the app on Dan's website and it's on peacefulwarrior.com. So let's take our last break right now. And when we come back, I want to wrap this up on, you know, how this can benefit somebody when they're on their path of self-discovery. Thank you, Dan, for that. My pleasure. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to rise above life's challenges with grace, gratitude, love, and joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. 
who we are inside, and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanke. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanke can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. We've been speaking with Dan Millman from Way of the Peaceful Warrior and the Four Purposes of Life. And just before the break, Dan was able to use the life purpose system on me and my numbers were three zero slash three and he was able to interpret my strengths and weaknesses and my inner um, drive or calling. And I wanted to let the listeners know that how they can tie this into their own journey by sharing a quote in the four purposes of life. And he, Dan says, the extent to which you fulfill your hidden calling depends on how you respond to the challenges you meet along the way. So Dan, how would, you know, using this life purpose system like you just demonstrated on me with that knowledge of information, how can that help somebody fulfill their hidden calling? Well, many people confuse the hidden calling with our calling. In other words, they say, if I know my life path number, will that help me find the right job for me? So I need to explain that it doesn't predict what work you should do, but it predicts how you will approach your work. For example, um, 2911 is another life path. It's a four-digit life path, and it includes someone like Robert Downey Jr. Um, And he approaches, he has double one. Lots of creative energy. And so he approaches acting very creatively. He'll do five different takes, five different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves being creative and, and feels more fulfilled doing that. Whereas Meryl Streep has a 336, double three like you, but also the six, which is very high standards, kind of high vision. 
And she's one of the few actors ever who, in preparing to play a music teacher, would learn to play the violin well to prepare for a movie acting role. Um, That's just how she approaches her work. So people, many people are actors in different life paths, but they approach it differently. It's the same for any occupation. But I do, in the book and in the Life Purpose app um, that people can find, I do indicate certain kinds of general work for each life path. For example, you know, you're doing something in line with with your life path. Um, so that's one example. It's self-knowledge doesn't necessarily um, uh, translate to more money or success, or but it does translate to more peace, to understanding ourselves, to smiling more and having a sense of humor about ourselves, um, and to understanding where we're coming from and having more compassion, judging ourselves less mm-hmm. harshly and judging others less harshly. That's what it's useful for. Got it, got it. Okay. What so do you again, find knowing, knowing your life path? I mean, you know, how, how did you find it useful? Yes, I, I actually found it useful. Um, like I said, when you did the number breakdown, it really correlated to the journey that I was on when I was overcoming a lot of challenges and struggles in my adversity and really self-reflecting, like you said, looking through the lenses of self, of what strengths did I rely on and what were some of the weaknesses that I had to work on and and go through to um, feel fulfillment in my journey. Well, awareness is healing. Anything that helps uh, expand our awareness of ourselves, others, and the world, it seems to me, uh, deals with a higher good. It gives us a more stable foundation uh, on which to build our lives. Great. Dan, I've enjoyed our time here today. In closing, what would you like to leave our listeners with and share um, the website if they'd like to contact you or keep in touch with your future work? Well, thank you for asking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a resource. That's what I do. I write books and I give uh, talks all over the, the nation and all over the world. And if someone wants to stay in touch, probably the best resource is to go to PeacefulWarrior.com. I have some online courses, uh, like Master the Path of the Peaceful Warrior or the 4-Minute Peaceful Warrior Workout, which I do every morning and I have for 30 years. It's a really nice workout of deep breathing, tension release, um, and these courses, uh, you pay whatever you want for them. You can pay a dollar, you can pay $10, $20, whatever you wish. And they're good courses. So that's Great. on the home page. There's a life purpose uh, material and the free um, life purpose calculator. Uh, my books are listed there and my event schedule where I'm traveling. So if someone is interested, if they like what they've heard, they're, they're welcome to drop by. Great, great. Alrighty, everyone. I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America with You Are Not Alone. I share my story and the show so that others can share their stories and have their glory. So that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face, but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and my faith. I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. And make sure you go to www.feeljoyagain.com to receive your weekly words of joy. There is gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you are not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America.
appreciate your joining us this week for You Are Not Alone. Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week. We'll be right back.